0: internationally acclaimed leading Australian garden designer, and these are his Garden Rudimentals, a blueprint series on the basics of garden craft. Hello, asparagus. (laughs) We're in Paul Bangay's veggie patch, which sounds like a strange strange
1: combination of ideas. (laughs) Well, do you know what? I mean... I can owe my whole career to vegetable gardening. Go on. Because when I was, I think I was like maybe eight, my parents gave me a vegetable garden to look after, and it was just the start of my whole horticultural uh, love affair. What did you have in that? What worked well? Um, I used to grow extremely good beans. I, I couldn't resist putting some dahlias in. It had dahlias, <laughs> <laughs> zucchinis. I mean, everyone knows who's got a vegetable garden. You always get a, a, an of excess of zucchinis, zichi- <laughs> pumpkins. I used, I used to grow most things quite well. Um, a lot of berries I grew in there. I was just hmm? completely obsessed with this vegetable garden. So this this bed is all asparagus. Yeah, this is our, our asparagus. How it's long our... has it been in? Um this is twenty years old. Yeah, because yeah. it goes forever, doesn't it? Well I worked on a garden in the in the western district of Victoria. She took me over and she said my great grandfather planted this asparagus patch and it was eighty years old I think. And still going strong. Isn't beautiful. Yeah. You've got them for life. Longer than your partner. Yeah. Your asparagus. <laughs> Your asparagus. You always have asparagus. <laughs> Your garlic's looking lovely. Your garlic's looking good. You yeah, said so we always plant our garlic for Easter and harvest at Christmas. That's mm-hmm. always the God. There's always these wonderful rules, isn't there? Well, planting, there are,
0: planting tomatoes on cup day. A veggie garden is the place for rules, though, isn't it? If there's anywhere in a garden, it's you it's see it's 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 the seasons, it's here. It's it's definitely here, isn't it? I mean, I think for
1: most people, I, I would love most parents to give their kids a veggie garden to work in. I sat on mm-hmm. the borders. Stephanie Alexander's Kitchen Garden Foundation for a long time. And the reason I was there is
0: because we put vegetable gardens into primary schools and we just saw how much they changed kids' lives. Well, as you just said about your own and if a young person can get that thrill It's the thrill, that thrill of, of making something from nothing. Yeah, exactly.
1: I mean, and, and how rewarding it is to bring in the harvest at the end of the day. Mm. And I'm I'm lucky because my partner, Barry, we have this agreement. He can I, actually cook. I, I, so I grow, he better. cooks. He's a, isn't that better? So it's it's not like poor old Annie Smithers has to grow and cook. <laughs> I need to do half the equation.
0: Annie would be <laughs> envious of your broad beans, I think, because I think hers are... Oh, uh, not, oh. uh, 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 as they're more advanced? They are a little. Will you tell her that? I will. <laughs> <laughs> Your patch here, this, this plot, is beautifully, beautifully sheltered. You've got hedging yeah. all around. Yeah. And that's kind of important in a veggie patch?
1: It is. Well, wind, I mean, you, you want to protect them from wind as much as you can. I mean, the old uh, walled garden of Europe was always up there to protect them from wind and from pests and uh, vermin, so we've got to be careful of that. We do have wallabies that like coming in here and munching, and, of course, we have rabbits mm-hmm. in here, so that's all protecting us from the wind and, and from wallabies and, and, and rabbits. Speaking and deer of, now. Speaking of rabbits, I think uh, Ruby the Spaniel is <laughs> Ru- on the Ru- case. Ruby's on. To, I think she's found her first <laughs> rabbit for the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but protecting them from the wind is very, very important. Do you net or...? Yes, we have to net. So you can see all our brassicas are netted for the white butterfly and also for Harold. Harold, our peacock, loves coming down and, and chomping on the brassicas in the morning. So we have to net for that. Most people won't have the peacock Well problem. It may not be a concern for many listeners <laughs> with their brassicas, the peacock issue. <laughs> but you do. Birds are also a big problem. I mean, the birds tend not to bother us here except for our berries they get all our
0: berries Mm. show me around a little tour here
1: so this is our netted cage with Brussels sprouts cauliflower and cabbage in there so that's the end of our winter sort of Mm. crops and leeks are in the next one they can also grow in winter and spinach underneath the, the clotches there
0: yeah
1: clotches very important things because? They protect young seedlings from birds scratching them up or for, for us with rabbits and things. So these are made from bamboo
0: and they're invaluable for us. And you have sort of enclosed little cloches there, which I imagine if you're asparagus, or so not? No. no, so they're they. our endive forcing pots. Ah, right.
1: <laughs> and our rhubarb <laughs> forcing pots are over in the other corner. Oh, wow. Yeah. They're beautiful. And people often look at them and go, well, why have you got those? So we, we put them over the rhubarb in winter. Early spring to protect them from the frost. We get bad frost, but the most important thing they do is force the rhubarb up without light, so they deprive them of light, and it makes the stems a lot sweeter. And then the magical time you lift you lift the little top off them, and the leaves burst through. The leaves burst through the top, <coughs> and that's time to harvest them. And you do the same with the little end dive one. So it's depriving them of light, creates more sugar in the, in, in the plant, makes them sweeter. And what's behind the broad beans here? Broad beans, so we've got broad beans, peas, more leeks have gone in, and spinach. And you can see that spinach is uncovered. Yeah. And uh, Harold's had a good
0: old munch on that. But it's a quite old plant, so there's a yeah. good, good, fair bit of picking out. Well, that's—I mean, they? it's
1: not really—it's spe- rainbow chard. I mean, yeah. rainbow chard is one of those plants that just keeps on giving. It's so wonderful. And you just pop out and grab half a dozen leaves.
0: And the and more you cut,
1: the more it comes, yeah. and it can last forever. Cut and c- come again. Cut and come. come cut. One set of a, yeah, it's are famous they're, pudding. There's a new lettuce crop called Cut and Come Again.
0: Is there really? Yeah. Just keep cutting, and it comes. I again. hope Norman Lindsay is getting rights for that. <laughs>
1: I doubt that. <laughs> we have pomegranates in our as our backdrop, so yep. we've got a lovely not hedge, but lovely um, specimen trees of pomegranates. Unfortunately, it's too cold for them to ripen up here. I didn't really think about that. Ah, when I, did well, it. I mean they're there. <laughs> they're there, and they're highly decorative. They're beautiful, but they form fruit. But our our nighttime temperatures are just too cool for them to ripen. Sadly. The most important part of our uh, veggie garden is, of course, our compost heap, which feeds the veggie garden every year. The soil looks lovely in these beds. Yeah, well, that can deceive you. Like, you know, so we we do top it up with compost every year. And the way we formed these vegetable gardens in the first place was to dig them out or raise them up. You can either dig out or raise up. And then we did the no-dig technique of lucerne hay, newspapers, Compost more lucerne hay, and then more compost, and we plant it into that. Okay, and, and then we
0: just keep adding new compost every year. I was just say, is that a thing? Then you need to repeat. Do you need to re-layer that? Or no, is that you just keep adding. You,
1: you just keep adding compost every year. Yeah, I'm reading Matt Evans's new book on soil. Oh yeah. Have you, have you read that? Uh, no, I haven't read. I know it's there. Oh, it's fantastic. It's so good. I mean, it's very technical and very sort of heavy, but it just tells you
0: how important soil is. Is there a sort of a general purpose, veggie, suitable soil? I mean, what's... What Compost. Veggies just love compost; they really do.
1: They don't like heavy soils. They don't like being waterlogged. They don't like sandy soil. So you know, getting getting it sort of right. So friable, well-drained soil, which compost is, is, is ideal. Don't like waterlogged, but do
0: like water. Yeah, they like water.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the gardens we do have to water without
0: guilt, because yeah. <laughs> it's giving well, us. It's yeah, you giving got, us food. You've got quite a system here too. Which I, I kind of think in veggie gardens is a good plan because it guarantees the distribution of the water. I mean, wandering out and sort of waving a hose around is one thing, but having a...
1: And it's not as efficient as having a, mm. good, a, a good irrigation system. I mean, yes, sadly in Australia we do have to water our vegetable gardens, but, I mean, they do need water, especially in the summer months. I mean, we, we, we turn the water off for like a good six months of the year
0: and they, and they survive quite well without water. So what's happening next here? There's, there's quite a few beds well, ready and waiting.
1: All ready to go. So I'll start I'll start planting out lots of lettuce soon. And we plant those every two weeks, so we're constantly getting a rotation of lettuce because mm-hmm. we eat we lots of lettuce. Some French beans will go in. We'll put some corn in. I'll put the pumpkins in, and they will run over the back of the veggie garden and, and run along the edge of the hedge there. Um, what else is going in? Lots of uh, fennel, dill, it's quite productive down here. I mean, what's the this, what's this sort of space we've got
0: here? It's
1: A One, two, three, four, five. We've got six. We've got 12 beds, I mean, and they're two is, metres. They're two metres by eight this metres. This is substantial. I mean, yeah. you can feed several households on this. Well, we do, I mean, we do. And the wonderful thing about it is that we give lots away. You know, we, we sustain ourselves from this veggie garden during the spring, summer and autumn months and we're able to give a lot away. My parents come over and they take a lot and we, I take lots back to the office and they, they eat them
0: and, you know, giving away veggies is, is one of the great gifts of life. It is a tricky thing though. I mean, the, abund- the, the of course there are the winter crops but the abundance in winter, well, it's, just, it's not there. no. I'm um, um, learning as I go along.
1: We leave our potatoes in the ground, for instance. So we let them, we only harvest them straight out of the ground, and they will take you right through to spring. If you lift all your potatoes and store them, they'll only last a couple of months. If you leave them under the soil, they will last six months. Resist that urge for the new potato. <laughs> exactly. Go for the fully formed. <laughs> go for the fully formed, yeah. Where are your spuds? <laughs> spuds haven't got in yet. Oh, okay. They so will are going in soon. And, and the berries, I mean, so I, I grow gooseberries. Take us down there. I, my my passion is gooseberries. Why? I have no idea why. Because <laughs> Barry has no idea what to do with them. I grow a very good crop of gooseberries, and uh, <laughs> I just love them. I
0: love the look of them. Don't they look fantastic? Which which is the gooseberry? The, I'm, I'm looking at this, this one the here.
1: gooseberries here. They're trained. They're trained on horizontal rods and a spalliard on those rods, mm-hmm. and they just so little gooseberry fruit just looks so beautiful. And they they look like a reasonably
0: senior plant. Those.
1: Yeah, they're about 5 years old those okay. raspberries and then next to that we've got raspberries. So we cut them down to the, the canes, ground. Are right
0: cut right back. Cut yep. right
1: so we'll get the new canes up and they'll some strawberries be strawberries around the edge. Some too. strawberries around the edge and then we've got loganberries and blackberries in, in this bed here. Hmm. These are the two beds the birds love the most. So we enough, <laughs> Yeah, funny enough. So this gets completely this covered. This gets completely netted in the yeah. in the in the summer in the summer months, yes. We've got sweet peas in here as well, so we mix a lot of flowers through the garden beds as well. So dahlias, we used to have peonies in here, but they'd never flowered for us, and sweet peas. So we, and we mix a lot of flowers that we can pick for the house. Peonies here. are a big teas, aren't they? Oh, I mean, we've got a peony farm one kilometre down the road, and they're fabulous, <laughs> fabulous, and I've got no idea why I can't make mine flower. <laughs> it's very annoying when you see beautiful ones. You... <laughs> it's so frustrating, really frustrating. But they were the herbaceous peonies. We have the tree peonies, and they flower very well for us. So, mm-hmm. But if you want to grow peonies, go for the tree peonies; they're just, a lot easier to I'll flower. little
0: shoots on your gooseberries here. Yeah, it's just starting, isn't it? Yeah, just starting for the spring. They're beautiful because the, the the bark and the, the plant is this quite gnarly. Well, they? you can
1: they're see right. how I'm obsessed with them. Hmm? And I know in the UK they they have competitions to see how you can grow the best gooseberries. It's like a, it's a big deal about gooseberries. So, what do you do with them? I make a beautiful granita. So I mush them all up and put some sugar with them and some water and put them in the freezer and then crush it all up and makes a nice granita. Mm. Gooseberry full. Okay. And that's about as far as we've got.
0: <laughs> so you can see why they're
1: not so but popular. Look up,
0: look up the gooseberry chapter in Stephanie <laughs> and see what's there.
1: Exactly. I've looked both. There's not much not much more than a gooseberry full. <laughs> and I think the important thing is to, um, when you're laying out your vegetable garden, yep. is to make sure you've got great flow around the vegetable garden. Make sure your paths are wide enough you can get a wheelbarrow down. Make sure your beds are not too deep, that you can't reach into the middle to actually harvest the vegetables. So I think the layout's very important. I think separate beds is important so you can do the rotation every year. You know, you don't want to plant your potatoes where they've been the year before because of pests and diseases. So being able to move from bed to bed with different crops each
0: year is kind of vital. All that said, I mean, mean, you've got lots of space here and... and abundant numbers of beds, but just one of these for a family would, would, would provide an enormous amount. It would. It wouldn't
1: sustain you though. And I think, mm. I think about being in the countryside is that yeah. you really want to try and sustain yourself as much as, as possible. I mean, we love the thought of only having to buy a little bit of meat every now and then and not have to worry about anything else. Living from this garden is, is one of our greatest joys really.
0: And you need, yeah, you need the space for the, the volume. You
1: there. do. Mm. You do. And, 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 I, and I think the other important thing is um, it, it's sort of tucked away in the garden because veggie gardens ebb and flow. They, you know, sometimes they look great and sometimes they look terrible. So the veggie garden used to be up where the rose garden was. That's why it's in four beds. Public display. Yeah, it was on public display. And every time I walked past and there was a dead tomato or a lettuce missing in the row, I couldn't bear it. So they got banished down the hill It's funny <laughs> into, it, into its own little space.
0: When they're like this, this sort of, you know, it's coming into spring phase, they're, they're delightful. Obviously in, in spring and early summer, they are things of wonder. That's right. Sort of late summer, they get a bit ratty. Your zucchini they. start getting, you know, uh, they
1: start getting mould on them and they start dying and the tomatoes start dying back and you've plucked, you know, three quarters of the lettuce out of the row and you're thinking, <laughs> thank God it's 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 out of
0: view. But <laughs> still, it's 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 a purposeful, useful space. Exactly. I mean just as a an encapsulation here, Paul, sort of the the key principles to bear in mind. I think key principles are make sure you've got at least four beds. So you can
1: rotate your crops. I think that's the golden rule is, is a minimum of four if you can. No matter it doesn't matter how big or how small they are. Make sure your soils good. like try and make your own compost, Nothing better for a vegetable garden than your own, your own compost. And make sure your beds are not too deep so you can always reach across them. I think for you know the older we get, raising the beds up is good so we don't have to bend over so much. There's potentially a bit of kneeling involved. <laughs> There's a lot, a lot of kneeling involved, like I you know constantly down on my knees and it, the older you get, the harder it is to get up protecting them from you know if you're in the countryside protecting them from rabbits or wallabies or or any of those sort of pests that will come along and eat them is, is important netting you know work out the crops that need to be netted and plan ahead i think that's the other thing is plan ahead there's there's a great reward in growing your own veggies from seed like the temptation is to go to the nursery and buy seedlings but growing your own veggies from seed i think you get a greater choice of of varieties which is which is always
0: good but there's it's very rewarding you know raising that seed and then planting it out but that is a thing of 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 planning as you say because yeah okay this will be going in then so i need to have it there then and that's right but but once you're in that rhythm over a couple of a couple of years of those seasons (laughs) you tend not to have to do it you know it, it takes like maybe four or five years
1: and then you'll understand what goes where for which year do you have it then, written down somewhere? No, I used to plan it out every year. I used to mm. completely plan out my vegetable garden. I used to draw it up and plant it out every year. But now I am in that rhythm and I know which where where they go each year and which which one precedes the other one. Well it's a treat to see it. Welcome to our veggie garden. Thank you. <laughs>